This episode about to be explicit. What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Happy new moon, guys. We have our new moon in Libra. Libra is coming through, bringing balance. And you guys can go back to episode... Um, It's actually one of my guided meditations. Um, I had one for Libra. So you guys can go back and check that out. Um, Sit with that guided meditation and allow yourself to kind of go through that energy and embrace that energy. Also, um, we have, let's see, we have... Um, what was I going to say? Mercury's retrograde in Scorpio. Okay. And that I covered how it can potentially affect all of the signs. Unfortunately, Libra was the one that got cut off when Instagram got to doing the hate shit that they do. But, um, the rest of the signs, you know, your sun, moon and rising, you guys can go in and watch, Um, my reading for each of those. And at the end of the second video, I kind of go over some do's and don'ts during Mercury retrograde. So I won't reiterate those here, but you guys can go to Instagram, go to my IGTV and you can catch up on those. I have a special guest today and I'm going to get into that in just a moment, but I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about Mercury's retrograde in Scorpio excuse me. And it is going to be bringing up some things that we have buried. And if it's not bringing up some things that we've buried, I encourage you to go on the journey to pull up some old roots. And this morning, when I got up and was looking through my phone on Instagram, I heard this music that jolted me. It just immediately took me back to this place and I was getting ready to just like shake it off and keep moving. And my spirit was like, uh, uh-uh. look up that song and sit with that shit. And so I looked up the song, I laid on my bed and I closed my eyes and I just went there. And as I had my eyes closed, I started to see a vision of myself standing in front of this really huge tree and I just began to pull up roots and I was I was pulling up certain roots on this tree there was a cutting that began to happen and I realized that I was that tree that was a metaphor for myself in that vision and at the end of his spirit began to speak to me. And the first thing that I heard was, that's it. You don't need that anymore. So let it go. And I immediately, as those things were being clipped off, there, there was not any identification of those things. It was just me pulling up roots. But I realized that, yeah, I don't need that anymore. I don't need to hold on to this baggage. And as a matter of fact, a lot of us 
And this was also revealed to me during this time of this vision. You know, spirit spoke to me and exposed the fact that a lot of people are carrying their baggage around because they're comfortable in their shit. And a lot of people are using their shit as an excuse to put up walls and keep people out, allow revolving doors for toxic relationships to exist in their life as an excuse for having temper tantrums with your grown ass, going off on people, cussing people out. And trust me, I believe in balance. I believe that there are times and moments where, you know, we need to let people know where the fuck those boundaries are when they do a hard step across our boundaries. You know, when people don't respect our boundaries and come in to disturb our peace or our joy and endanger us, yes, you need to fiercely protect those boundaries. But there is a difference between fiercely protecting your boundaries and just being an asshole. And a lot of people are using their traumas as an excuse for doing just that. So I want to encourage you during this time period and anytime as things come up, stop glazing over it. Stop moving right along or moving past it. Start addressing that shit because it might look little in that moment, but that is Spirit highlighting for you something that needs to be healed. And I just want to encourage you guys to do the work. It's nobody's going to come knock on your door and do the work for you and come clean your emotional house. You have to do that yourself. And it was even I caught some of um, Jess who I had on episode 305 rolling with the homies I caught some of her story and she was, she offers services to clients to help them declutter their lives and their homes. But I really noticed that it is also a very spiritual thing to declutter your life. And a lot of us are in spaces and places where we really need to declutter our emotional life. We need to start letting go of the old shit that we put on because it's comfortable and we don't want to go through the discomfort of change, of growth. But you can't complain and be mad about your life if you're not doing anything to change it. So it's time for us to declutter ourselves emotionally And realize that we don't have to carry those memories, those experiences, those traumas, and the behaviors that are attached to those things any longer. Because that song that I heard took me back to when I was in private school. And for those of you that don't know, I went to private school every year of schooling except for sixth grade and then 10th through 12th. So majority of my education was done in predominantly, almost completely white settings. 
I was the only black person in my grade many years. Myself and my siblings, we made up some of the only black people in these schools for many years. And so I went through a lot of experiences early on with racist Christian educators and people that mocked my culture openly in front of classrooms full of white people. And that really affected me for years. So sometimes when we're healing, we think that, oh, I've gotten to this place, you know, I'm not carrying this baggage. And then something as simple as a song can be a trigger for us. So just be aware. Um, I needed to heal that part of myself. A, A certain wound was still there. And that's how healing is. You think you're all good. You think you've come to this grand place where you no longer carrying toxic shit around and you just, you great. And then a smell can trigger you. A song. A color. And we have to be prepared and available to do the work. So when it comes up for you, don't glaze over it. Don't put it off. Don't pass it by. Take a break and go sit with yourself for a few minutes and allow whatever comes up to be dealt with and loved on and healed. Because there was a point in time where I didn't have control over, let me not say control, where I didn't have a balance with my darkness and my light. And so you were liable to get whatever you triggered that day. So in that experience, you know, spirit just showed me some things and gave me what I'm giving to you guys right now. And it's not just a Mercury retrograde thing, but it's an everyday thing. We have to stop blaming the planets for our behavior. Yes, the energy changes. There's an effect on us, but it is all to promote our growth and for us to do some self-evaluation and self-examination and really say like, where am I? How am I doing? Let me check up on myself and see what needs my attention right now because we can't heal it all at one time. So let me just make a few announcements before I go into my guests. Um, So all month I'm having sales on my website and it's my birthday month. My birthday is on the 29th. So I'm having sales all month. I'm doing some giveaways. I actually didn't really kick one off this week um, on my Instagram. I kicked it off more so in my um, weekly email that I sent out. And if you guys want to join my weekly email list, you can um, email me at candy at the spiritual bestie.com. I send out card readings and I'll be linking some articles, some blog posts that I'm writing. This past week, I linked three of my go-to 
herbs for cleansing. And this is beyond Sage and Palo Santo. So check that out. Sign up for my email list. That is where I am taking my gems and really giving my gems. You know, I'm definitely going to continue to post on Instagram, but Instagram does not belong to me. And when it's all said and done, my legacy will live on my websites. So I'm taking more of that and giving that to people that really, you know, are connected with me outside of social media. I really want to thank you guys for all of your feedback on the two-part episode that I did with my sister, um, Sleeping with the Enemy. If you guys haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and listen to that. That story was powerful. I received so much feedback about her story and I've been passing it all along to her. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, let's get into today's episode though. I have a very special guest. My guest is Duran Bernard. Duran is an R&B singer. He has toured with Badu. He has worked for Earth, Wind & Fire. He's going to run down his resume in just a moment, but he is official. And I want to talk to him, not just because of the musical aspect, which I love, but I wanted to talk to him because he is a very open and un unapologetic atheist and this is a space for any and everybody's spiritual journeys. Um, I have my own spiritual journey that I'm going through. I have people that connect with me and our clients of varying spiritualities um, and belief systems. But I want to make sure that I continue to hold space for people of all beliefs or non-beliefs to come and exchange thoughts and share stories. And I want you guys to listen to this because I think it's important that we have these conversations with other people because that gives us some, some further diversity within ourselves. You know, we oftentimes talk about being diverse and being open to other people's experiences and yada, 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 but we don't really practice what we preach. You know, as soon as something makes us uncomfortable, you know, we're like, ooh, unfollow, you know, and I've been there, but I want to continue to have these conversations with people because you never know what about their path or their story or their experience may resonate with you. And we have to kind of get out of the space where we only want to be around people that think like us, that, um, you know, believe in everything that we believe in, that vote how we vote if we vote. And if we don't vote, all of that. So... I really just wanted to discuss Duran's experience and his belief system. I was not here to interject my opinions. I only, I wanted to allow him to tell his story. And some things I realized really resonated with me. And then there were other things that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I respect the fact that that is his belief system. So I want you guys to listen with an open mind. And also I want you guys to definitely go check out his album. It is D-U-R and the and aka ampersand sign. So go check that album out. It is really good. 
it is really good and he has some great features on there which we'll talk about as well so here we go a conversation with duran bernard one thing is another honey listen but, but we gotta keep it moving that's all i gotta say we gonna keep it moving make sure we keep our receipts on deck that's right you know is it just me or am i the only one that gets cute to go run errands because i don't be anywhere else that's me. And my fiance is always like, we just going to Walmart. But nigga, I just might run into, you know, anybody. Listen, if, if you could have saw somebody in Ralph's Honey had on a whole, yeah, look like Big Bird. <laughs> Baby, I mean, had the hat and the just the bell bottoms, the whole shebang. I'm like, that's Get cute. my kind of carrying right Get there. cute. Why not? Yeah. Get cute. Why not? Okay, this might be it. This might be it. I might step out and whoop. Oh, I'm saying, okay, I step. Yeah. <laughs> you know what your mama say? Look cute and have them some clean drawers if you wear them. Come on, come on now. <laughs> if one thing's gonna be dry, it's gonna be fine. You know, she's like, hey, you never know. You might have to cut your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's why I carry baby wipes with me at all times. All times. Okay. I thought I was the only person that did that too because Mm-mm. I always, I buy a pack and I keep some in the car, in my bag, you know. Gotta keep the baby oh, yeah. wipes on deck. You never know. You it's never know. Ev- it's an ever staying present. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's how you know who really up on hygiene, okay? But we ain't gonna talk about that. That part. We ain't okay. gonna talk about that. So, for everybody that don't know, Mm-hmm. I have my cousin on my daddy's side, aka yeah. Ace, the stepchild of Badu, <laughs> aka what? Up, what's your other aka's cousin? Oh God, we got um, alcohol and harmony. There's alcohol and harmony. We got let us pray. There's Deuce Lafayette. There's um, Randy Wright. There's Pablo Panama. I was just coming up with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, Erica called me uh, Cody the Cool Kid on tour once. <laughs> that's what's uh, up. And that's mother, uh, so she named you. That's what it is, baby. You know, you just take it. You just receive. take it. Receive it. So, <laughs> for all my guests, um, run us down a little highlight reel of who the fuck you are so we can let them know. Ooh, yes, that reminded me of a shirt that I have, and it says... Take a deep breath and remember who the fuck you are. That's right. That's right. Um, well, I'm a performance artist from Cleveland, Ohio. I live in Los Angeles at the moment. I've been in, at least on the road, in the road business for over 15 years. Started doing um, production, uh, assisting for Earth, Wind, and Fire when I was 16. Uh, Mom and dad are both musicians. They both play instruments. They both sing. So it kind of came with the territory. And, yep, grew up in theater, martial arts, skating, church, piano recitals, just you name it. It kind of just came with the territory. A very musical um, uh, house filled with shenanigans. Yes. Yes. We're going to get into the church background in a moment. But mm-hmm. you've been doing your thing and laying, the, I say, I call it laying the brickwork, you know, <laughs> laying the foundation for, yeah. because people sometimes feel like, you know, you just step up on the, on the platform. You have to build yeah. the thing. 
Absolutely. you've been building and working behind the scenes and I love the fact that like everybody's getting to see blossom and bloom but it shows that if you stay consistent with the grind what some people think is the background is actually the groundwork for Absolutely. what's next so yes ma'am can you tell us some of the um, people that you've worked with over the years that you've had the honor of working with and the people that you've graced with your gift as well? So, I've had the opportunity to work for um, Earth, Wind & Fire, Erica Badu, Tidra Moses, uh, Anderson Pack. I work with Anderson, I work with the Internet, Kay Trinata, Ari Lennox, yeah, and I've been able to be in the same room with, like, Solange and Valerie Simpson. And, yeah, it, it really kind of, I don't know, this list down, child. It's just, yes. it builds. And, you you know, you keep going and life be moving so fast because you're in different time zones. You're doing this. Mm-hmm. You're doing that. So I definitely got to gotta update. I haven't even made a resume in I don't know how long. Me and my dad were just talking about that because he's been doing what he's doing for 30 years. Um, as a sound engineer and it's just like I forgot I worked for that person I forgot I did Bob the Builder oh yeah I did do uh, Jill Scott's first tour like it's just it's a lot to, to, to remember because you're you're just all over the place but those are just a few got you that's beautiful that's amazing it's like I'm seeing you come full circle and when I started following you I was like, I was like, he is hilarious. You know, he really has personality, but at the same time down to earth. And what caught my eye and my ear was your voice. And aside from that, it was like, you know, you were really standing steadfast in your beliefs of non-belief. And I yeah. thought that this was a great opportunity to talk about that as well. Before we segue into that, I definitely want to say, number one, congratulations on your album. If you guys have not heard the album, you've been under a rock. But come from under the rock, love. Okay. Okay. Come from under. And go check out Duran's new album. And it's beautiful, Duran. It is what we have been waiting for. Us true music lovers, us musical connoisseurs, we've been waiting on this. I'm glad I I could provide something for my people to be proud of. That's the main thing that I've been taking in uh, during this release. It's been amazing. You've had some great collaborations on there. You and Ari have had a relationship for a minute. And I know you've grown up kind of in the industry and around um, different people that have come up in the industry as well. But how did y'all relationship start? We met on YouTube back when we were both singing Little Dragon stuff. Um... Shout out to Lil Dragon. And uh, that's how we we bonded. And then I ended up going to D.C. back in 2010 for Yazara's album release party. And while I was there, I, I linked up with Ari. And that was 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, met her, met her family, wonderful people. Just And she's remained the same, just sweet and funny and quirky. And yeah, she's she's kept her word. Um, I, I, re- I just really value uh, bonds like that, you know, yeah. just genuine bonds, people that just really look out for you. And um, yeah. Yeah. Those are hard to come by too these days, no matter who especially, you are. Es- especially in this business. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's beautiful. Y'all have not only, you can pick up on the chemistry between you guys when y'all are singing together. It's like y'all voices do this like Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell kind of marriage, you know, while y'all are singing, even if it's just a harmony. So I think that's beautiful. And to have, to be able to have that friendship is, is I'm sure really nice. Like you said, in that industry, I love the fact that as you're growing, I don't see like that that change in your personality. You can go on YouTube and look at videos from Duran from seven, eight, nine years ago, and it's the same person. So, how do you keep yourself grounded? Because a lot of people lose themselves as they evolve. You know, Nikki hit the lottery and went fifty dollars, and they acting brand new. So, how yeah. do you handle all of the attention and fame and all of that? The first thing is. My career has been a slow burn. And so with that slow burn, I've been able to really take my time. I've been able to really appreciate the grind and the hard work that you have to put in. Because I honestly don't know what will become of me if I were to just be catapulted into a certain kind of uh, fame without having that that sturdy foundation. So... With me, I was able to grow up before the internet, but with my own boundaries. So it wasn't like TMZ following me around. You know, it's, I still go to the grocery store. It ain't no issue. So, um, but I keep my people around me, black women <laughs> in particular, have been saving my ass and checking me and keeping me, you know, holding me accountable. Um, being out here, that's my village. And also my, you know, my parents, my family, you know, just the people that I have in my circle that keep me here, you know, and I feel like people that weren't in my, in my immediate circle or weren't necessarily like my friends, friends, they would say shit like, oh, don't forget about me when you blow up. And it's just like, well, don't let me forget because where was you at? Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people would, would change on me and start acting different and I haven't. I, I didn't. I'm evolving. I'm growing because I definitely can't be the same as I was 10 years ago. Right. Um, at least thinking certain things. But I always want to make sure I keep kindness in my back pocket. You know, for the most part, the majority of the people that encounter me are going to have like a cool experience. But I'm also OK. And I will get sleep at night knowing that I ain't for everybody and everybody ain't for me. And that's yeah. OK. Yeah. Sometimes you grow up and grow apart. Listen, and that's why I said, and that's on gratitude. We grow, we grew together, and that's something that I'm so grateful for. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's beautiful. What has working with some of these, you know, for example, Mother Badu? What has, how has that kind of like shaped or helped evolve who you are as an artist, even as a writer, maybe? How has that helped evolve you as far as being around people like that? Being being on the road with her made me, um, first and foremost, just take into account of just knowing your shit to the point where you can have fun. You know, so enjoy, know your shit, but have fun. The other thing is not to take yourself so seriously. You know, if you mess up, it's like, that's fine. They know you can sing, you know. This is, as she says, this live is creating a moment. When you're in the studio, you're perfecting the moment. So I, I try to, you know, keep that in the forefront as well. 
Um, not to force things. It's like, I try not to force music. You know, if it's something that's not pouring out of me, if it hasn't pulled me, then I, I don't want to force that. Um, and shoot, there's so much advice that I've just been given just on some just personal shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, not expecting other people to be who you are. And the only thing you can trust about a person is for them to be themselves. Shit like that. That just sticks with you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's those moments. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for the overall, like the, the business side of it, but to, to know someone in that, in that regard and to just sow into you so that I can make better decisions in my life. So that's, that's one thing I'm grateful for. for that. That's beautiful. Um, so was it she that discovered you or how did, who was the person that discovered? Cause I know you discovered yourself and I know you didn't tell, <laughs> okay? We ain't gonna take uh, no credit from that, but. <laughs> she, uh, so I was putting videos up on YouTube of me covering her stuff and she, she came across it and I didn't know that she was like savvy like that with technology as far as, you know, social media. So, uh, yep, I, I put out a, an EP dedicated to her and she heard it and she was floored and that next year she's like, okay, I need you to come on the road with me because what you did on this, I, I want that. So to, so to inspire someone that inspired me is it's just, it's, it's, you saw I tried to get the words out and there are really yes. aren't words for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally understand that because it's like when you meet like the person that sparked a piece of that flame up in, inside of you that just helps to just ignite this creativity. It's like, how can you describe that? How can you yeah. even put that into words? Just got a yeah. home on them. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very appreciative of, of, of those moments because I know everybody is not privy to that. So and I'm also grateful for when I can be in positions like that where I can inspire people to be themselves and to just say, you know what? No, I am going to tell my story. I'm going to, you know, be my authentic self because he's doing it. So, yeah. yes, just, and again, give, giving my people something to be proud of to, to, to inspire them because I never want anyone to, to leave an experience for me, whether that be music or a show or, and I don't want them to leave uninspired. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have made me think a lot and really check my, because I consider myself someone that ha- is creating a, a space and a safe space for people of all belief systems to, to exist. Like, you don't yeah. have to believe what I believe, but as hard as you was going <laughs> on astrology and zodiac, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You was hitting me okay. with a left right hook and I was just I wasn't <laughs> able to you know, I couldn't bob and weave quick enough. So <laughs> but we share a similar background, you know, coming from the church and that's my experience, you know. Um, but can you tell me how that was for you coming from the church and it sounds like a very Christian home to mm-hmm. then evolving to being an atheist? Was that was that a straight evolution or was that something Oh no. That was a that was a, a slow build. 
And I, and I, I remember me and my mother having a conversation about it. And I said, you know, I said, you were the catalyst to my atheism. And she said, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, because as a child, you told me to always ask questions. If you don't know something, it's okay to ask questions. And you and she never put anything um, off limits. Not her, not not other adults, not God, like none of that stuff. She said, you should be able to ask questions. And um, growing up in, 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 in church, it wasn't like I was there, like how some folks be there like five days a week. It was maybe Sunday. We have like a Bible study or something like that. There'd be like, you know, rehearsal that my mom would go to. Um, but other than that, it wasn't like I was there all the time and she didn't want to bombard me like that. Uh, and I've always been clear, at least for me, about like how I, at least I was honest about how I felt. But, you know, sometimes you don't know what something is because of a certain age, you can't pinpoint. But I, I always felt like something was up with the idea of like heaven and hell and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time my mother was explaining to me because I asked her what like what goes on in heaven, and she said, "Well, she said you know the streets are paved with gold and you know this this and the third and this, and we are just you know walking around and just praising God, just praising worship." And I was like. Like that's it. Like, and I in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm gonna have to sit like in like in a service to praise and work like for the rest of, of my eternity. <laughs> and at six years old, I'm thinking like, now how hot is hell exactly? <laughs> right? Because I heard that heat rises, so you know hell might not be that hot. So I just. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a gamble. What a dice you rang today, okay? What, <laughs> what a dice. Can we roll one on this? Okay, listen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. So what was, from there, What? where did you, you know, did you go, I mean, did you try, like, different religions or different practices before you came to the place where you're like, and also... In, in some part of this, please explain what, in your belief, atheism is, because yeah. I don't want to misconstrue the definition. Absolutely. Um, so my, um, I hadn't tried different religions. Um, I went through different phases of, uh, of Christianity. So at first it was, okay, I'm, I'm a Christian. Then it went from, okay, I'm, I'm non-denominational. And then it went from that to, well, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm just, a, I'm just a follower of Christ. And then it went from, okay, I'm just about relationship, you know, cause it was like, you don't want to be too churchy. And so it wasn't until 2016 when I went to go see Sausage Party. <laughs> And I went with a homegirl of mine that was crashing with at the time, and we went like high as hell. And I'm ready to laugh and all that. And when the opening number started, I I remember like just holding myself like, oh, oh, we're about to have this conversation. Okay. And it was it was one of those films where it sparked a conversation in my head that I needed to have with myself at the time. And it wasn't until that following year that um, 
my cousin sent me a documentary called The Zeitgeist. I do believe I'm pronouncing it right. And it was just giving them a breakdown about the Bible and how it's very, you know, based on astrology and things like that. And after I finished watching it, I went to Webster and I typed in the word atheist and there I found myself. And the next day, I called my parents, called my dad first. <laughs> and hey, I said, you hey, the you know, trigger. I just wanted, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just need, listen, I gotta, I gotta, listen, I gotta call home, let them know, look, this is, this, this is what this is. is. This has nothing to do with my character as a person. I'm still me. I'm still kind. I'm still cool. I just don't believe in that. My dad didn't care. My mother, on the other hand, <laughs> it was, uh, at first, she really took it personal. Because for a long time when I was growing up, I remember her telling me that the most important thing to her for my life was that I had a relationship with Jesus. And afterwards, I remember telling her, I said, you know, there are a, a lot of people out here who are horrible people and they have done irreversible, irre, irreversible psychological damage to people and they love the Lord. They love the same God that you love. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, I, I had to, I had to figure out what worked for me. When I found out that having faith made me depressed, I was like, all right, I need to change this up and let's see if we can do hope with some positivity on the track. Okay. So it's like, I hope everything goes well. You know, I'm going to be optimistic. However, if shit don't work out, we just need to find another way to do it. And that's where where, where positivity comes in on the track. But the claim that something is mine, that I don't know if I'm going to have that or not, that does, that does something to me. Because then we have an expectation. And when that expectation is not met, it's all our, it's all our fault. We didn't have enough faith. We didn't do this. And it's it just became very... Uh, unhealthy um, mentally for me to constantly be put in a, 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 a space where I have to constantly admit that I'm broken or there is something wrong with me and around what was that like 1920 I was gonna kill myself I was because I got to a point where I said this is I'm not like when you feel like there's no hope mm then it's like you kind of run out of options to feel like, well, why shouldn't I continue doing this? And it, and that day, came home, and for whatever reason, my mother just decided to have a conversation about this, and she said, you know, you being my son really made me realize that, you know, telling someone that they can't be gay is like telling somebody they can't be black. And she said, I had to stop asking God to fix you because you weren't broken. Mm. So that was a moment where I'm just, that's why I believe in timing. If I believe in anything, it's timing. And she didn't, I didn't tell, I didn't share that information with her until years later, but I was just like, you really kind of made me not do something that I probably would have regretted, you know, but that's what religion and church was doing for me. And granted, I don't have church hurt. Mm. 
there's a difference. I I just have PTSD from my experiences and what I allowed. But the church that I went to when I was 16 and I got saved, um, wonderful people. Like, and I'm actually still cool with the people that were pastors. They're not pastors anymore, but I'm still cool with them. They never put me out on blast. Anytime there was something that was going on with me, they always spoke to me in private. None of my business was out in the church, like none of that. So that wasn't, it wasn't that I was hurt in church. It was just what I allowed because I felt like I was broken and I needed to allow certain things to happen. So coughing into a waste paper basket until my lungs were on fire because someone is telling me to cough up this foul, scared of homosexuality, things like that. And, you know, just not really understanding why I'm feeling the way that I do. And it's a problem for everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and that's just, you know, a, a piece of it. But I think in, in, in hindsight, oh, and also what, atheism is so atheism is just i i'm and 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 there's various ways for it because you have some people that are making claims like no there's there's not this um but i refuse to hold the burden of proof so i say personally i am not convinced that there is something beyond this that that's that's that kind of entity i do believe there's other life out here you know but as far as something that created us and it's, it's for you to create this, if you can create a, a universe and still have jealousy and envy and all of the kind of stuff, that's very, those are man emotions. And I have more peace knowing that if I just do my best to be a decent person, treat folks the way I want to be treated, mind my black ass business, smoke my weed and be about my day. That, that gives me more peace. I've actually had more peace in my life within the past couple years than my entire life as far as being involved with religion. Like I, I can literally breathe. Yeah. It's like you're free to be yourself. And that was for me, one of the reasons that I was just like, I'm done with it. When somebody told me because my parents who had been married for 30 years got divorced, they told me that was because I hadn't prayed enough and believed enough. And I remember like being, you know, fasting and praying and crying and, you know, trying to bargain with God and all of that. But when that was said to me, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is quite for me anymore. You know, so I think it's and I and to just to put this out there because I've been working this out in therapy as well just to be able to speak about this and not come from a place of hurt and 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 bitterness because while this might not work for me i understand that there are people out here who need that you know they need something they need to know that there's something out there that's beyond them mm-hmm. um people need and, something to believe in yeah, and, and you know what? As long as whatever you believe in causes you to be kind to others, I have no issue with it. You know, just, I think the part that ruffles my feathers is when I tell people that I am no longer a believer, or this is how I live my life. It's either, oh, it's a phase, or, um, oh, you'll be back. You know, that, that type of thing. And it, it reminds me of, like, dang, I, I never had to come out with my sexuality 
But it's like, I feel like I have to come out with what I believe, what I don't believe in. And it's even more awkward than that because it's not evident unless you hear what I have to say. Right. Uh, so I think the main thing I would want people and people that I, I love and care about um, that are discovering that, again, believe what it is if you want to believe. If that works for you, then that's beautiful. Um, but that doesn't mean that has to be my story. And that doesn't, and it also does not mean that I don't know what love is because that was told to me as well, that I couldn't possibly know what love is because I don't believe in God. Hmm. And I was flabbergasted because I said, you must not know my parents. I was like, pops still hugs and kisses me till this day. So I know all about unconditional love. And it was not given from something that I cannot see. It was from two people that actually were there. So am I supposed to just not say like how I'm supposed to feel? Like, cause I, I, cause my, my solution was, okay, we just don't need to be friends on the internet because that seems to be the issue. Right. Y'all always see a, 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 a post and then y'all want to go in knowing how I am. So <clears throat> I've actually been where I haven't said anything as of late. There have been a couple things where I just had to like sit on my hand and not say anything unless I'm asked. And even then, if I'm asked, I don't have to say anything. But I think with this, this was a better way to just say, you know, I'm not coming from a place of hurt or, you know, anything like that. I've just learned it's not for me. And it would be cool if niggas weren't trying to pull me back into something that I've expressed to you causes me distress. Yeah. You know, like, do you see... Like, do you see me out here being healthy? Am I out here thriving and prospering? I was like, if if that's not happening, then I can see how you might feel something's wrong. But if I'm cool, and I say I'm cool, I'm happy. Like, especially being in therapy as well. Yeah. Is- it is important. It is important. Um, because black people always suffer some kind of trauma in their lifetime. That's, that's some kind of... And, and gonna continue, too. That's the thing. Like, I... I was having a conversation with somebody last night about me um, feeling a little ways about having children because I'm like, I want kids. I'm like, but what kind of person would I be to bring them into this shit show? But then it it was also brought to my attention that it's always been a shit show. Hello? Yeah. There's always been some kind of pandemic somewhere some kind of war some kind of just some kind of something and yet i made it we always you made it you know and it could i mean again that's why i say life happens to us regardless of what you believe in you know people's projections are so they come in so many different forms with so many different remixes and twists and turns but a lot of people are just regurgitating things that they were told and taught and heard because personally I can't subscribe and I got to the place where I could not subscribe to a system that supported enslavement that supported <laughs> yes we on the same page there we're definitely on the same page there and people and, and, and we love to pick and choose what we're going to follow because it's mm-hmm. convenient and what we're going to check folks, yeah you know? exactly so it's and, and and not to say and, and, and this is not to generalize like all Christians are, are hypocrites or, or things like that, but 
when you're in, when you're a part of something that is based on being wholesome or holy or it, it, I just feel like for me, it strips me of my humanity. I'm not allowed to feel, I'm not allowed to, to say certain things. I'm not allowed, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's by who? It's all arbitrary. It's not, it's not the law. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, if anything, I would just want people to think for themselves. A lot of times we're going around carrying traditions and, and ways that have nothing to do with us. And it was because the people that raised us did the best they could with what they had. But we, as, as, as this new wave, we have to do better than that. Yeah. We have to ask questions. Why, where did this come from? Why do we do this? Who said to do this? And that doesn't mean you negate kindness and love and compassion and all that stuff. Because I, I don't personally need a book to tell me how to treat people. That's just innately how I am. Yeah. Now, my attitude, on the other hand, depends on the person. But the character and content of my heart, that's always been consistent. So. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. So what do you believe happens when you die? So the same thing that happened before I got here. Nothing. I'll cease to exist. And at first, I, I I used to be afraid of death because I was scared of hell. And I felt like, you know, a lot of the religions, well, at least, well, let me just speak for Christianity specifically, because that's what I was brought up in, is the foundation of it is fear. If you don't believe this, you you are going to experience torment that will never stop. And that is something that is, and especially doing that to children, that's child abuse. And... <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want to get started on that. And how if 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 a parent gonna whip their kids and the kids need to whip their parents' ass back? Yes, I said it. Should nobody be putting their hands on nobody? Because if your supervisor can't come and slap you upside your head because you late, you shouldn't be able to strike no little person because they right. do here. Nope. I agree. I agree. My grandma said there, I, <laughs> once a woman, twice ahead. a child. <laughs> so it's coming yeah. back. <laughs> you know. And I am. I feel I am too intelligent and creative to have to resort to such barbaric ways to discipline a child. Yeah. And people think discipline, you think immediate striking. That's slave shit. Yeah. That is slave. Yeah. Like, we still on the plantation, bruh. It just shows I'm how not, far that psychological shit can go. It travels. It does. It does. And this is why I, I'm so here for black people in particular being in therapy because when i tell you i've been able to work through some things and just take just baggage off you know because again we're carrying stuff from from people that they only were doing what they knew at that time times have changed people are evolving and growing we have to figure out what works for us so yeah. that we can be our best selves yeah because grandmama could have been wrong she didn't know everything. Mama, my, listen, listen. As much as I love Cheryl and the Menard, they was wrong sometimes too, right? You know. So, but I, but that's okay because they did what they could with what they had. Now it's my turn. Now that I'm an adult and I'm, I'm becoming what you know, figuring out what works for me. Now I have to carve my own trail. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're definitely doing that. You are definitely I, listen, doing that. I appreciate it. It's it's such a process, but you know, 
every day. You <laughs> are one, doing one moment at a time. Yes, and doing a wonderful job at it because you're making us think. Those of us that are, you know, watching you and following you and really catching, because you give a lot. You give a lot. A lot of knowledge, a lot of information, just in just how you are, you know. And um, I want to kind of segue and ask you because I know you're an avid smoker, you know. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, you know I'm gonna need you to do some B sides with the with the Kurt Franklin remix. But <laughs> these
you know, the storms that you that you endured to get to where you are now. You got to give yourself credit for that. We're you so must. trying to keep, you know, trying to keep up with everybody else. So yeah, and uh, everyone's journey is 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 different. That's one thing that I. I try not to to do is look at what someone else is doing and be like damn like but why ain't i because you don't know what they had to go through you don't know what they're going through currently to maintain all that you might be slitting your wrist at this time if you was going through what they're going through at this time yeah so worry about what's on your plate before your food get cold you know you know we might have to call the um those remixes the audacity the remix <laughs> the okay. audacity okay <laughs> Oh, yeah. and, the, and the church and the church is uh what was it uh pillow top cathedral <laughs> wait you had a whole yeah. run for the for the name of the church oh the greater ebenezer new revival tree of life institutional double rock on the side of the road <laughs> missionary baptist church of zion shout out to uh don't be a minister so I was centered while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> you know what? Okay. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> oh, yes. I have some rapid fire questions. Um, yes, and yes. I don't want to hold you up too much longer. I really appreciate you coming through and being just so open um, and honest about your experiences. And I was really excited to be able to talk to you about it because on my platform, I hope to open people's eyes up open people's ears up, you know, help people unstop yeah. their ears and really think of spirituality differently. That's yeah. not and just I, and I'm and I'm glad that you that you did this as well because I wanted to kind of just go on the record and just say like I'm dealing with my own personal experiences with what I went through. Um and I'm really trying not to disrespect anyone that wants to believe whatever it is they want to believe in because like I said, that was coming from a place of, of hurt and still dealing with it. Um, but I feel like is again, as long as we are doing our part to be kind, then that's all that really, really matters to me. And I just wanted to go on the record and say that, you know, I ain't got no no issue with it. Now, astrology, that's a whole nother thing. Get off! Get off! And I just wanted to say this. And this, and you know what? The astrology goes hand in hand with the religion for me because you have two extremes. You have you have religious people, you have the spiritual people, and then you have folks that are in astrology. And I feel like the people in, in spirituality are the most neutral um, to a degree because, you know, religious people, it's like, okay, you... You going to hell? You got a you know, this that, and a third, and you got astrology people over here like, oh, you a Leo? I can't talk to you because Leo did this that, and a third. I feel like spiritual people are just like the, the, the least problematic out of both those sides. <laughs> They're just like, look, I'm 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 thanking the universe and a lot of my business. <laughs> right, right, right. So I I the main thing that irritates me about both those sides is they don't like to take accountability for what's going on. Either the devil did it, either Mercury in retrograde, or, you know, it's never, it's never, we never want to take accountability for what we did. Right. Or what's happening, yeah. Yeah, it's like, or it's just life happening. Like, life happens. And it's not because the, 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 the Mars is in a certain, or wherever the hell. It's just life. There are so many of us running into each other at every moment of the day. And we're all different. There's good people. There's people that ain't shit. There's people that just are pushovers. We're all running into one another. So I feel like if we can just take accountability for our own shit, 
I know it's a nasty pill to swallow, trust me. But oh, once yeah. you once it becomes a practice, then it's not it's it's not as hard. So just admitting that you're wrong, it's like okay, you know what? I fucked up. What can I do to fix it? Right. That's my thing. I'm not about to be begging and all that kind of stuff in the pot. No. What can I do to fix it? But you know, we live in a society where you can't even do that, or you know, people you wanna, people you use it and play folks. with it. Yeah. You cancel before you can even. Well, damn, I was 13. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I got on Twitter not too long ago and I said, look, there's anybody here that has, that, that has an issue with what I tweeted 10 plus years ago. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Okay. Like, let's get this shit out the way now. And that wasn't even nothing from management, but I was just thinking, like, okay, I just put the album out, everything is going on. I wonder if somebody's going to pull up some dumb shit 10 years ago. I'm like, cause first of all, you talking to two different people. This is 30. That was yeah. 20. For real. So yeah. let me know. Let me know what you got an issue with. Bring it to me right now. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do all that, all that other stuff. <laughs> I know that's right. I mean, ugh, society's crazy. And hopefully people like yourself, you know, and myself, we can start bringing people into more of awareness of them of themselves of themselves like, yes you know just yes. being self-aware and acknowledging that you don't have to be you know you don't have to think the same way exist the same way for us to still be be not just cool but really be good you know you know what and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this we i we need to make it a, a point to be friends with people that are different than us, that think differently than us. Because if you only surround yourself with people who talk like you, walk like you, think the way that you do, you're not going to grow. Exactly. Like you can literally, it's, I call that running in place. Mm-hmm. You're not going. You're, you're not going to go anywhere. You'll raise your heart rate for sure, <laughs> but you're right. not going to go anywhere. So I want us to be able to just not not give people too much about what just because you're you have a different point of view or perspective let's let's see about it because i'm all about psychology why why do you think that you know or why why is that going on because because the action is never the reap so tell me exactly exactly mm-hmm. and there's definitely something that you can learn from that i think that we're too afraid and especially with all this high highly um, endorsed and publicized politics and all this stuff. I'm kind of exhausted with it personally. It's a lot on your brain. I had to step back. And yeah, no, I, I took a break for two weeks just from social media in general. Just you, you got to give yourself a break because it it's overwhelming. You got so much anger. You got so much death going on. This whole thing, you know, the 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 case with Breonna Taylor. It's just. A lot. I, I, I'm really, uh, yeah. You just got to take some time for yourself to just kind of, just kind of escape this and just center this so that you can be of service. <laughs> yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. So, last couple questions. Um, what's one album or book that just changed your life? Mm. Oh, an album. Oh gosh. Change my life. Okay. Um, see, I want to go, I want to immediately go with Mama's God. 
because I felt like that was the soundtrack to my life at the time. Uh, dang. Yeah, like that's the first, like the first, because because we don't have very many albums nowadays where you can listen to the whole thing. So I'm kind of going back into the mm-hmm. into the vault, you know. Um, Wonderland was another one by Khalees. It was her second album, and it got released overseas, but it came out over here when she dropped Tasty. That was the album with a milkshake on it. Okay. But yeah, now that. I say that those those two, yeah, those are some of like my favorite albums. Okay. Yeah. And to wrap up the interview questions, then we're gonna get into the rapid fire questions. Can you guys tell me about a moment where you really in this process of journeying as a musician, as an artist, as a writer, singer, that you almost gave up and maybe felt like. I don't know if I can. I don't know if this is it for me. Yeah. I don't know if this is my calling. It was. It was literally 2015. I just moved out here, and I was still with Erica, but it was just. I felt. I felt like, what am I not doing correctly? That's not getting me to where I need to be. And I remember. Uh, Avia coming over to to my apartment, and I was telling him about like, yeah, I'm about to just you know get into some old trap bullshit because that seems to be what works. Because me trying to be myself ain't it. And he was like, I will slap the fuck out you. Um, <laughs> you don't have to change at all. He was like, there's a way for you to be yourself and still be commercial. And uh, that's when he showed me like the whole process of how you you know structure your song and if it's not something that immediately catches the ear it's not strong enough so that's where Melody came from um, just telling that whole story about me working by myself and letting people know that you can work by yourself but there's only so much you'll get done working by yourself so there's beauty and coming together with people or with someone that understands what it is that you're that you want to do and just can embellish that and enhance that so um yeah 2015 i was just like all right and then once we got together we put our sound check and then after sound check i was like okay i got the formula down now and then durant i love it melody hit me here I'm still yeah. digesting that song. And yeah. between Stuck, I love, because you already know. You already know it's the Bob. That is the Bob. But when it I is, got yeah. some, and I got stuck there for a moment. And I saw you say, don't get stuck on Stuck. Don't get stuck <laughs> on Stuck, because we got a choir rehearsal, y'all. <laughs> I was at choir rehearsal, and my cousin and my oh, baby okay. on my daddy's side said, don't get stuck on Stuck. So I was like, you know what, let me move on to, you know, but when I got to Melody, um, I was just like, man, it was such a simple, beautiful song with such depth to it, you know, and I, yeah. it, I'm still digesting that because I feel like that is such a multi-layered message within that song. It I is. love it. If, and I, and what I have not uh, shared yet was the first verse is coming from 
the perspective of the melody. And the melody has been in various abusive relationships with people that don't know how to keep the melody. They're doing all of this. They don't know how to just take their time. Let it breathe. Let's hear your tone. Let's, you know, you're giving us so much at once. And it's like, it becomes white noise. I know. I used to do the shit. So when you take your time and when you can give something for us that we can understand and comprehend, then it's like, ah, oh, one, two, three, R. Yeah, 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 the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So let's yeah. get into the rapid fire questions so I can let you mm-hmm. go because I know you're running errands today. Um, yes. All right. So Rick James or Prince? Rick. Okay. Um, liquor or champagne? Liquor. South Central or don't be a minister South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? Oh, don't be a minister South Central. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you brought it up, I was like, I already know what it's going to be. Sativa or Indica? Who's Sativa? All right. Mariah or Whitney? Mm-hmm. Oakley, Whitney, musically, Mariah. Okay. I can dig that. Yeah. But if, we, but if I had to choose as far as, like, which one, like, vocally, I'll, I'll go with Whitney. Okay. Big Ear, Tupac. Wow. Uh, okay, okay. I'm like, am I gonna lose you? Am I gonna lose you? Where you going, cousin? <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? Ooh, okay, because I love them both, but I identify more with Rihanna. You know what? I thought she was. I thought she was yeah. cousin. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely identify with with Re, even though I've grown up with with Beyonce, but it's. There's something about Ree's transparency and just the things that she has had to go through publicly, which I know is none of our business, but when she would put that into the music and I just felt like we knew her more, you know, it's, she smokes and we done seen her titties, you know, all like she's, yeah. You want to hang with, you want to kick it with Rihanna. Like, I, I would love to kick it with her. Like, I want to smoke with her and Snoop. I was going to ask you that. Okay. Well, who's your dead or alive, though? Because I know you got probably somebody that's already gone. Yes. Who would you pick? Man, we done already said, I done already said Whitney. We done already, because I would love, man, just the gatherings and the reads. Okay. Uh, so, there's, uh, let me keep this short. I would love to hang with Rick, of course. Phyllis Hyman is another one. And, Little Richard in his prime. Oh, okay. I would love. I I wish I could hug Little Richard. Yeah. Drew Hill or Jagged Edge. Somebody sleeping in oh, my yes. I knew you was my cousin. Yes. I knew you was. I knew you was my cousin. Okay. Drew Hill, baby. Yes, all day, all day. So what's next for Durant? What's next is I am working on features, uh, just keeping the momentum of this album going, but also probably going to start working on some more material just so I can be on top of it so that when it's time to release something, then I can just already have everything ready. Okay. Any features you can Um, disclose? 
Mm. Me and Lettuce even chopping it up. Okay. Ooh. Um, I've gotten some stuff with Tedra Moses. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, who else? Patrick Page and Steve Lacey from the internet. I love them. They, they are. So that, that Ego Death album. And I'm not saying that that was like the best one just because I was on it. But you know how when artists just find that sweet spot mm-hmm. with their music, with the music, the lyrics, the production, the place that they're in in their lives mentally, how they emote certain songs, the just the people that they were at. It's, it was such a moment. Yeah. It was such a moment for me. And it's so nostalgic just because I was, I just moved out here to Los Angeles. They're also the reason that I smoke the way that I do now because I started really smoking when I when I uh, started recording that album with them. Shout out and, to the internet. Uh, yeah, shout out to Sid, honey. And, um, but yeah, I, they, yeah, they're, but they're all doing their, their, you know, their own thing right now. They're still a band, but Patrick is definitely about to drop his uh, project soon. And I'm on that one. Uh, and also... I really want to start getting into like acting again because I did theater, but I haven't, I haven't done like TV or film, but shoot, I'll do some commercials. Like, that'll be right up my alley. You just need the camera. Okay. You just need to put the camera in the car, put one in the house. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> okay. Cause yep. you are hilarious. You are. So. Um, that's what's up. So give everybody the plugs, the deeds, tell everybody, you know, what they yes. need to buy, where they need to get it. Absolutely. So you can find me at D-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-R-N-A-R-A-R-A. And that's my website, that's my IG, that's Twitter. And I just put out a new episode with Terrell Show. I did a podcast interview with the Scorpion Show. It's been seven years since I, you know, got with them. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just keep you eyes Turn them notifications on so y'all know what's going on because the algorithm is on some bullshit. Okay. Let them know. So, thank you so much, Duran. And I'm, listen, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I need to see an Ari and Duran album. At some point, I need to see that, Okay. We need that. We need that mm-hmm. Tammy and Marvin energy, okay? Oh, yeah. Now, it's going to be Tammy and Marvin. It's going to be Rick and Tina. It's going to be Lucy Pearl. It's going to be a Coffee Brown. It's just going to... All of that. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be fun. Thanks so much for doing this with me. Thanks for being so open. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me. You guys, definitely go check out Duran's album. Buy some merch. He has shirts. He, he got it all going on on the website. So go check him out. Support him. Support an artist that is really out here doing the real work, not skipping no steps. Okay? Thank you, and Good luck with everything. Thank you, my dear. You have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. There are a couple of things I want you to do for me. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast with at least one person that you know would benefit from hearing Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. 
If you have products and services that you know are right for my audience and you want to sponsor an episode, you can do that by emailing me at candy at the and we can talk details. Also, if you're interested in monetarily supporting the podcast, you can do so through Cash App dollar sign spiritual bestie be sure to check out my websites www.thespiritualbestie.com and www.pineapplesunday that's s-u-n-d-a-e.com where you can book appointments or shop in my shop read my blog and kind of see the latest of what's going on with the spiritual bestie Thank you guys again so much for your love and support. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.